Well, friends, we want to wish you a very good Thursday morning. It feels a bit like a Friday, doesn't it? And here we are, Christmas Eve morning. We uh, are picturing, we're envisioning how some of you are joining us today. Uh, no doubt wearing your comfies, right? We've probably got some new Santa PJs in the house. Maybe the kids are up. Maybe the, the, the house is stirring. Maybe the house has been stirring for three hours already. You're going, now? The house is stirring now? Either way, regardless of your scenario, a very happy Christmas Eve morning to you. We've got a very special show in store for you today. It's it's going to maybe feel a little bit different than than other editions, other episodes of Real Talk. Uh, we're going to be bringing in some guests that have some some pretty wonderful holiday memories. Uh, we're we're going to be recognizing people that are approaching Christmas specifically uh, from different faith backgrounds. As a matter of fact, today we're going to talk to one man, uh, a Canadian man who's going to join us uh, out of Eastern Canada, of Ontario, Mohammed Hussein, who is celebrating his very first Christmas ever. Uh, he can't be with his family. He, they won't be honoring their typical traditions. And so he's been partnering up with his roommates. He's tapped his roommates on the shoulder. You may have seen this on Twitter. Uh, hundreds of thousands of people have interacted with his string of tweets about his very first Christmas. His roommates have been have been te- he's been having a lot of fun with this and his roommates have been have been teaching him uh, the traditions of, of of adding a new ornament to the tree every year of, of when you wrap gifts to whom you give gifts, how you approach the etiquette of the Christmas break in particular. Mohammed Hussein's going to join us in just about a half an hour to get into that. I'm very much looking forward to that. We also had a listener, a viewer, an audience member reached out to us by the name of Brandon, and Brandon heard me promoting Muhammad Hussein's interview on the show upcoming. He heard it yesterday. He reached out and he said, I have a story to tell, too. Now, Brandon didn't invite himself on the show. He just reached out and said, hey, listen, I'm so excited to hear what Muhammad has to say and to hear about his experience because I, too, had a similar experience. Brandon wrote me this big, long note, and he said, I, I actually grew up observing uh, the Jehovah's Witness faith traditions. And so our family did not observe, did not celebrate these types of traditions like everybody else. Uh, Christmas wasn't a thing, nor was birthdays, nor was anything else. He says that all changed for me. I don't know why. I don't know what happened. We're going to find out when he joins us. He says that all happened in 2012. So Brandon says he's celebrating now his his ninth Christmas, I guess it would be. Um, and, and he said that it's been like as an adult coming into that tradition outside of the faith community in which he grew up has been a really wild experience. And so we're going to talk to him about that as well. I wonder if we'll see sort of a, I mean, maybe more so from Muhammad, maybe Brandon's had eight or nine years to ease into it, but I wonder if we'll see some sort of a childlike wonderment in their eyes. I'm looking forward to finding out. And Kara Moffat's going to join us, uh, by day. Kara is a respiratory therapist at the Royal Alexandra Hospital, but, and we want to be especially careful we don't give anything away here, and don't worry, I'm going to tread very carefully around this, but Kara is also one of Santa's helpers, and she's going to talk to us about what she's been doing, so, so yeah, she's been, she's been uh, you know, keeping people alive during the day at the Royal Alexandra Hospital, she's been doing that which is important, I think we'll all acknowledge. And then in her spare time, she's been helping out 
Santa Claus himself with a very special task. And so Kara's going to join us. As a matter of fact, my understanding is that when, when she dials in in about 15 minutes, she's going to be joining us from the Royal Alex Hospital. Uh, she's on shift. She's taking a break. She's coordinated her break so she can talk to us. Uh, but she's going to give us a sense of what she's been doing to keep the holidays merry and bright for so many young people, for so many young believers. What an exciting time and what an amazing opportunity and, and gift from her to all of the young people that she'll impact. We're also going to talk about the holidays. We're going to, we're going to take a, a casual look maybe at some stories that are making news today. I don't know about you. Uh, we recognize that, that news coverage is important. We recognize that politics are important to keep an eye on. If you don't keep an eye on politicians, they start to run amok, right? They, they, they start to ram through legislation. We got to pay close attention. We got to keep an eye on them. But every once in a while, we need to go, you know, just for a couple of days, I, I wouldn't mind talking about what cream you've got in your coffee today. I wouldn't mind talking about the best eggnog recipe, you know, with or without rum, with or without bourbon. If, if you drink your eggnog virgin, what do you add to it? Do you shave fresh nutmeg onto it? What's your plan? What's your Christmas tradition? What's your day going to look like today? What's your breakfast looking like? We'd love to see a photo. I mean, if, if anybody's getting creative with, you know, pancakes in the shape of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer with a, with a raspberry as a glowing red nose, we'd love to see those photos using our hashtag RealTalkRJ. We've got a couple of bottles with us here in studio. We're not going to hide anything. We're going to have some fun this morning. We're very much looking forward to this as we ease into our December 24th. Of course, we'll be off air tomorrow on Christmas Day, December 25th, and, and we'll be thinking of all of you, how grateful we are of you, how grateful we are that you join us each and every morning, how grateful we are that we have built something pretty spectacular in less than two months in just over a month look at us go in fact what a way to acknowledge it yesterday was our our one month anniversary it was yeah what a way to wrap up 2020 what a way to wrap up a year that's going to go down in history as one of those years that we'd probably soon forget now i know that some wonderful things have happened I, I, I picture a parent right now that, 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 that's cuddling and, uh, uh, you know, a swaddled two-month-old baby. You know, I, I, probably some of you, I mean, I saw a friend, Ashley, uh, yesterday post about her husband, uh, Denny. She's so proud of him. She said that uh, despite adversity, despite circumstances, his year with his business, you know, their sales were up 220%. He's a little bashful about it. He says, this makes me self-conscious. He responded to her. He said, thanks, babe. I get a little embarrassed about this kind of stuff. Because people look around and they recognize that, quite frankly, you know, real talk, people have lost their homes this year. People have lost their businesses this year. People's savings have evaporated this year. That's real talk. People have had tough years. Some of you are going to be celebrating. This is, is going to be a tough morning for a lot of you. Some of you might be tuning in this morning. To hear nothing but news coverage, you'd probably rather we talk about, you know, Alberta's environment minister, Jason Nixon, uh, the government, essentially, some, you know, the government, this isn't their line, but critics or observers, pundits are saying the government retreated, which is an anomaly. It's one of the first times we've ever seen the United Conservative government do this on their plan for parks. It looks like they're walking the plan back a little bit. Some of you probably want to get into that. We will next week. We promise 
Some of you probably want to pay closer attention to the, some of the stories we're seeing out of Ottawa. What about down in the United States with this, this, this swath of pardons with American President Donald Trump right now? You know, a nine-year-old Iraqi boy shot in the head and killed, and four Blackwater guards, these private security firm, uh, these Blackwater guards pardoned by President Donald Trump. People are calling it outrageous. A lot of people in the United States are saying a president should not be allowed to pardon anybody within the last hundred days of his mandate. The courts should be able to step in and intervene. This is preposterous. We'll get into that next week. Some of you are going, well, he's kind of getting into it now. A little bit. Some of you probably don't really want to focus on the joy and the happiness of the holiday season because it's going to be a tough one this year. You know, grandpa's on a ventilator. Or maybe your wife is on a ventilator. Or maybe your kid's in the stallery. You can't visit loved ones in the hospital, or if you can, it's just one of you for a very short period of time. We get it. Christmas this year for you doesn't feel like Christmas for any other year, and quite frankly, and we know this because of what some of you have been telling us on our Get Real Question of the Week, the one sponsored by Y Station. Uh, You can sign up for that. We'd love to have you contribute. It's how we know where you're at. It's how we know how you feel about things. Many of you are telling us, not many, but about 11% of you at one point this week were telling us, that you're actually not going to celebrate the holidays this year. It just feels too weird. You're going to wait until next year. You're going to save the family trip until next year. Who knows if you're even going to open gifts. You don't maybe even know yet. Because this Christmas, it just doesn't feel like the other ones. We're with you on that too. You know, from a mental health standpoint, we find that the holidays can be rejuvenating and can be wonderful and and, and can really get us excited. It can allow us to reconnect with family members uh, to whom perhaps we've become estranged or whatever the case may be, grown distant anyway. And for others, it's very, very difficult. As a matter of fact, I can't recall her name off the top of my head. If, if, if you can work with me, if we pretend like we're just hanging out together and if I just check my phone while we're talking. You know, I was reading something about the actor uh, that uh, her name's Brenda Fricker. Uh, she's an Academy Award winner. She won, I think, back in 92, uh, in the early 90s anyway. Uh, but you'll remember her as the, the pigeon lady in Home Alone 2. You remember her? The gal that had all the pigeons all over her and Macaulay Culkin kind of in a, in, a, in a way. She was the old man with the shovel of Home Alone 1. That's her in Home Alone 2. You know, the, the older, reclusive human, the lonely human that Macaulay Culkin kind of bonds with and develops a relationship with. Well, she did an interview. She's, she's been retired from acting for quite some time. She said that for her, Christmas is a, this was a, an interview in People Magazine. Brenda Fricker said Christmas for her is a discouraging and dark and lonely time she laid it all out there i've never met her i don't know her i was proud of her when i read that interview i thought you know how important it is for someone like that for an academy award-winning uh performer a celebrity to a certain extent to step forward and say hey listen i'm lonely the holidays are dark for me maybe it fills the tank of a couple other people maybe a couple people that are watching in right now that are feeling pretty lousy today we gotcha we got your backs Maybe it's you're feeling prompted. Maybe now's a great time to send a text to somebody. Maybe you kind of feel like I'm speaking to you directly right now. You're going, you know, we have a neighbor, right? I mean, there's someone on our street personally. I'm speaking our street personally. I know for a fact. I don't know them very well, but I know for a fact that this is going to be their Christmas without it's going to be this guy's first Christmas without his wife, who he lost rather suddenly due to an aggressive and devastating flare-up of an illness she had been fighting just shortly after the holidays last year. 
And it's not lost on me that his Christmas lights, their Christmas lights, have been up all year. Not turned on, but they never came down. Years previous, those Christmas lights came down in February, March, whenever they came down. This year, they've been up. And I couldn't help but wonder, and every time I've walked my dog past their house, and I wouldn't ring the doorbell and ask, I've just quietly wondered if maybe he and she put those lights up together last year. Maybe she was the one holding the staple gun, putting them in. Maybe she was the one steadying the ladder. Maybe he can't bear to take them down. I don't know. Maybe he's just had a lot of other things on his mind. Maybe he doesn't feel like being out in public. Maybe people walking their dogs like me will ask him questions he doesn't feel like answering. I don't know. The point is, all of us are approaching this broadcast and approaching this show today from different positions, in different realities. But from from now until, you know, 10 o'clock-ish, when we bring you a special Christmas Eve Thursday morning edition of Trash Talk, we're all in this one together. So we're going to be monitoring our YouTube comments. We can't wait to see what you have to say there. Send us your thoughts. Send us your Christmas jokes. Tell us your stories. Tell us what you're going to be getting into today. Tell us what you're having for breakfast. Show us photos at the Real Talk RJ hashtag powered by Park Power. We're excited to be kicking off our Christmas Eve morning with you. You know, this Christmas Eve edition of uh, Real Talk, just like every other edition of Real Talk, is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, Bitcoin Well. I don't think it's too late. I don't know. If you've pushed it till today, you might be. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to shoot straight. This is real talk is you might be in serious trouble if you haven't figured out your gifts yet. But you know, at Bitcoin, well, they have Bitcoin gift cards. What a cool gift to give somebody. Bitcoin's gone nuts this year, first of all. Second of all, everybody's talking about cryptocurrency. What does the future of crypto look like? What a neat way to stuff somebody's stocking or to wrap something up cool for the person that might have everything else, but they might not have Bitcoin. It's the easiest and fastest way to buy Bitcoin. They're soon to go public, by the way, in the new year. We're going to tell you all about that. Bitcoin Well, the proud title sponsor of Real Talk. Let's rock. Real Talk starts now. Here's Ryan Jesperson. Now, I know that some of you are wondering if we're going to get into a tweet that I sent out yesterday as well. And, and I'm a little hesitant to do it on the morning of Christmas Eve because, because it, it may violate the, the spirit and the tradition of we're all in this together. But I'm also curious for your take. I can't ignore that, that you know, it, it's been retweeted and liked a whole bunch of times, like, like more than a thousand times. And we've got more than 300 comments on my question prompted by news out of the United States yesterday, I feel like I'm, I'm a little cheeky. I'm like, I'm kind of giggling a little bit right now because I, I know what's going to happen. I know what's going to happen. I feel I feel like there's a there's a there's a lake of kerosene and I'm sitting here with a match and I kind of have this little giggly feeling and I go, I know what's going to happen if I strike this match and I throw it. But I am curious for your take. I know this is going to upset some people, but it's a fair question. It's a fair question. Prompted by news yesterday that Kirk Cameron, yes, the former star of Growing Pains, yes, Candace Cameron's brother, <laughs> Candace Cameron's brother, Kirk Cameron led a protest yesterday against masks as part of a Christmas carol event. And 
there was a lot of talk about the faith background and the faith tradition. And this was on the heels of the news that we saw with, with, with other stories like local pastors, for example, calling it tyranny, an Edmonton pastor that was, that was ticketed uh, for, for bringing groups together uh, without masks, without social distancing. He called it tyranny, right? And, and we've seen some pushback. We, we saw a story uh, about a, a, the priest at Holy Spirit Parish that tested positive for COVID after delivering mass with a bunch of people four times on the weekend. There's a Fort Worth pastor, Fort Worth, Texas, who urged faith over fear in the pandemic. Don't worry about masks. Don't worry about distancing. Let's pack our congregation. Died of COVID. Aylmer, Ontario pastor. They're calling him the plague pastor. Been bringing people together without masks. Said he was not afraid. In Colorado Springs, same sort of thing. Uh, here's the deal. I'll tell you what I'm doing. I'm just reading a Google search. I'm just reading a Google return for the search pastor no mask. And you can read them everywhere. Now, now I just asked the question, the simple question yesterday, and I know that some people are going to get ticked off. This is not an attack. This is certainly not, as some of you have said, persecution. If you think this is persecution, you've been living a very sheltered and, quite frankly, a wonderful life. If you think that a fair and respectful question about the intersection of faith and abiding with the law, if you, if you perceive that to be persecution, you've had it pretty good. Okay? But my question was this. Why is it that faith communities... Christians in particular, and you're going to say, not all Christians, you're going to say, not us, you're going to say, our church has been distancing, we shut down, we've been doing it over video the entire time, we've been compliant, and I would say, awesome, that's great, you've been doing what you should do, or you might say, hey, listen, there, you know, there's a mosque across the street, and I've seen people there, and uh, as far as I, you know, I last checked, they're not Christian, right, it's not just Christians, yeah, I mean, you can find hockey players on the outdoor rink, you can find uh, you know, young people gathering to party. You can find older people gathering to play pickleball. We heard that story a while ago. But there's this trend. There's this theme, as I've just evidenced. I mean, Google it for yourself. Google pastor, no mask, and tell me what you find. So I said, why is it that faith communities, Christians in particular, and someone clarified and said, you, you need to be saying evangelical Christians, that are so prominently breaking the law, brazenly ignoring COVID regulations. Why is it? Like, what is it? Is it belief in, a, in some form of divine protection against the pandemic? I'm not being cheeky. This is a serious question. Is it, is it cynicism around the science or is it something else? And I'd be curious to know. So we have like, you know, last I checked, we had more than 300 comments. Now we have more because I'm bringing it up here on the show and because we have the most engaged talk audience in Canada. But we're getting some really interesting comments back. You know, a guy by the name of Barry chimed in and, and he said to me, he said, you know, there are some who believe we have no king but Caesar. He's quoting the New Testament right around the time of the crucifixion of Christ. He says, there are some who believe we have no king but Caesar. And some believe otherwise. And I thought, yeah, that's a little ambiguous. So I said, do you mean the laws of the land don't apply if you believe in God? Whatever happened to giving Caesar what is Caesar's, right? That was Jesus's, one of Jesus's commands to his followers, right? When it came to paying your taxes, Jesus does not absolve you from paying your taxes if you believe in God. Give to Caesar what is Caesar's. So this guy comes back to me and, and I asked him, he's, he kept going. I said, you're being too ambiguous. 
And so he finally laid it out. This guy, Barry, you can see his comment. It's with the 300 plus others on the thread. He says, well, should all laws at all times under all governments be followed? Right. He says civil disobedience, often inspired by religious belief, changes history. And then he hashtags MLK. Like Martin Luther King, like the reverend, like the American civil rights icon. He might as well have hashtagged Gandhi and Rosa Parks and Nelson Mandela. I mean, if this is where this guy's at with not wearing a mask. So I had to respond and I, and I just said, because it's Christmas Eve and I want it to be nice. I said, well, that's an idiotic and insulting comparison, but Merry Christmas. But you can let me know what you think. It was awesome to see actually the feder- the leader of, of, of Canada's Libertarian Party, Tim Moen, who's actually a wonderful guy. Uh, you're going to say, why did you say actually? No, Tim's a wonderful guy. We've had great interviews before. He's a paramedic. He's a he's a he's he's kind of like a politician that that just he doesn't really he, he's not obsessed with politics. Tim is a guy, a really affable guy. You could I really like Tim Moen. He says, well, I wonder, he says, maybe maybe believers that are not compliant with with mask protocols that are still attending big mega church services that are still gathering to sing carols, despite the fact they're prohibited, that in some cases are being issued these tickets. You know, and they're doing it in the name of Christ, which is a pretty wild message to send to the rest of society. But I digress. Tim says, my personal phone's going totally crazy right now. Tim says, well, maybe, maybe these people are the least prone to state worship, right? He says they already worship a non-corporeal entity that sees and controls everything. The idea that popularity contest winners, in other words, politicians, elected officials, the idea that popularity contest winners are imbued by the deity with the right to control the singing of others is an article of faith they cannot buy. Pretty insightful comment from the leader of the Libertarian Party of of Canada. Meantime, Angie says, Ryan, it could just be recency bias, right? Like maybe that, like in other words, maybe this is just how you're perceiving it, right? She says also, you know, they're some of the more commonly found groups with the largest natural populations as, as opposed to, for example, say community clubs. So it would make sense that you're hearing about them or finding these stories more often. Recency bias, says Angie. So I'm curious. I want to get into this with you. I'm looking forward to this conversation. Very quickly, we want to recognize that we're going to give a special holiday shout out to those supporters here that have been with us through the very beginning of Real Talk since before the rubber hit the road, so to speak. And that includes the team at Sherwood and St. Albert Dodge. I'm driving one of those 2020 Jeep Grand Cherokees I told you about. They're proud to have the best Jeep selection in Alberta. And if you're feeling like maybe this is the time to surprise that loved one in your life, surprise your family, change the game with a brand new 4x4 and make that winter driving a whole lot less stressful the team at St. Albert and Sherwood Dodge including today as far as I can tell they're ready and they can be online too ready to sell you that truck they'll put a big red bow on the top of it if that's what you want at Sherwood and St. Albert Dodge all right let's get to our leadoff guest this morning I'm really excited that she has agreed to join us today She's a respiratory therapist at the Royal Alexandra Hospital in Edmonton, Alberta, and she is also one of Santa's helpers. Kara Moffat, debuting on Real Talk this morning. Welcome to the show, Kara. Thanks for making time for us today. I'm so happy to be here. So oh. thanks for having me. <laughs> Can you give us a sense of where you are right now and, and what your morning has looked like to this point? I mean, you're at work right now. 
I am. I am on break. Uh, I have coverage. <laughs> so I'm currently in my maintenance office. Um, this is kind of, I mean, it's glamorous. This is where we fix vents, uh, have different parts for all of our respiratory machines. And um, yeah, I, I wish there was trees or something tropical behind me, but well, this has been, I mean, we'll take it. maybe it, maybe it's a pretty good metaphor for, for what the last number of months have been like for maybe close to a year uh, for you and your colleagues as a respiratory therapist, you're right there. I mean, when we talk about frontline workers, uh, when we talk about mm-hmm. a, a, an illness that, that most significantly impacts and attacks people's ability to breathe, uh, that's right in your wheelhouse. What have the last number of months been like for you as a professional? Um, they've definitely picked up. Um, this summer, I mean, we didn't have many cases. Um, I think it was the calm before the storm. Uh, quite a few of my friends are doctors and they're like, winter's going to be bad. Uh, so we were kind of anticipating it. And these last two months have just been nuts. Um we're seeing things that um, in my nine years of experience here, I've never dealt with before. Uh, there's just staff on staff. Um, uh, I guess what um, the craziest thing is, is just the COVID patients that are coming in um, and that are super sick, that are coming into ICU. Um, they're here for a really long time. So it's just kind of accumulation of patient and patient and patient and patients. Um, and then they're there in ICU for like a month and then they're out on the floors after. And it's, um, it's just, there's, we're on patient overload, I guess, right now. And I've just never experienced anything like this um, respiratory wise. Um, but it's been pretty cool to see everybody band together. Everyone's got an integral role. We've got RNs, RTs, labs, spiritual care, porters, um, wonderful doctors that are just kind of all pulling their weight and then some. Um, so I, I don't know. This is just it's it's been nuts. How How is your experience, if at all, uh, over these mm-hmm. past number of months at the Royal Alexandra, uh, as a respiratory therapist, how is that impacting your approach to the holidays this year? I mean, I know that you're going to be seeing fewer people, obviously, but, but what's the bigger picture? Uh, well, for me personally, as a single person, I'm only allowed two people in my life. <laughs> so I've been taking that pretty seriously. Um, I guess the gift that this job has given me um, is knowing what a life is worth. And I tend to walk by the ICU waiting room every single day. And I thank God that I'm not sitting there waiting on uh, a loved one on the other side, wondering if they're going to make it out. Um, For me, that's truly a gift uh, because I can't imagine being in that situation. And I think this year we have a chance to prevent that um, we have a chance to like look after one another. So um, I would just encourage people to really be safe. Um, The best Christmas gift I could give myself and my family and friends this year is just to see everybody be healthy. So if that just means that um, I don't get to see them Christmas, we do a Zoom Christmas. I mean, I'm working tomorrow. My mom's going to leave a turkey out on the porch for me that I can pick up after work. 
I mean, that's very small in comparison to losing somebody or having somebody I care about be very sick. So, oh, but imagine, um, like to state the obvious, Kara, uh, mm-hmm. doing what you do for work, you're going to have probably a stronger conviction about many of the mm-hmm. health measures, many of the things that, that elected officials and the chief medical officer of health and everybody else are asking us to do based on what you're seeing every day on the job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, um, absolutely. I mean, it is painful to see people, um, you know, argue about their rights to not wear a mask. I mean, it's the least you could do. It's the very least you could do. Um, and I would encourage like our officials to be a little more prompt. I'm a little confused about the holidays. I know it's a, a rough time for everybody and, you know, mental health is being deeply impacted, but um, in regards to kind of having one or two uh, visitors for single people to join families this year, I just, I, I kind of worry a little bit about that personally. I just hope people don't abuse it and I hope people are very careful um, in regards to that at Let least. Me- let me ask you how uh, you, you posted something on, on your Instagram, uh, mm-hmm. th- this photo of you. Uh, you'd just been vaccinated. This is just a couple of days ago. Um, we, we can't see a lot of your face because you're all masked up. Uh, yeah. But but tell us what's going through your mind in that moment. What was that like to, to get that inoculation? Oh, my gosh. Um, it was surreal. I mean, we've been at this for 10 months. Um, I. I've kind of only known the hospital walls uh, essentially for these last 10 months. Uh, I think life changed for all of us back in March. Um, I don't think we anticipated it to last as long as it did. And so um, to kind of sit there and get that vaccine and knowing that um, there's kind of hope and there's light at the end of the tunnel for all of us was very surreal. Uh, I remember I was kind of looking around I had some coworkers there and we're all just like, be cool, be cool. But I think we were all <laughs> like jumping for joy on the inside. Yeah. Um, it's, it's so a that huge, was especially uh, cool. It's a huge bridge to cross, right? Like mentally and otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I think that the more people that are going to get vaccinated, I just, to me, it, it's going to allow more people to, well, I mean, to literally breathe easier. But but I just I just think that, that it's such a huge mile marker, so to speak, in this journey. Um, Kara, we're, we, we need to let you get back to work, but the whole reason we wanted to bring you here uh, was to ask you, and I, and I know that a lot of the stuff that happens at the North Pole, and I know a lot of the stuff that happens with Santa's helpers and the elves and everybody else involved is yeah. top secret. And I we acknowledge mm-hmm. that that's top secret. We acknowledge that we're being broadcast into homes right now with little ones and adults, and everybody's so excited about Santa. So we're not going to reveal a lot of these secrets. However, mm-hmm. I do happen to know that you, uh, in addition to helping save people's lives and keep people breathing uh, at the hospital, you've also been giving of yourself in a different way in your off hours, so to speak. What can you tell us about what you've been helping Santa with? Um, An opportunity sort of arose where um, I was able to help Santa sift through some of his letters this year and uh, make sure that they got to... Um, the houses they needed to get to. So um, I kind of took it upon myself to uh, help Santa go through hundreds of letters and, uh, you know, see what Santa's been writing and see what's going on with like children at home and kind of what they're talking about this year. 
Um, and it has been very endearing and enlightening. So you were um, able, were you able to, to actually see, to physically see and read some of the letters that have been written to Santa? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Was there, and now I, I understand that there are, there are privacy issues because these are very special letters that people mm-hmm. have written to Santa. But did you notice, was there a bit of a pandemic theme to it? Were, were young kids talking about COVID? Were, were the Christmas wishes a little bit different than what you might have expected? Or was it mm-hmm. business as usual? Uh, no, it was a very different year uh, for Santa's letters. Um, I think kids right now have a pretty good pulse on what's going on. Um, they know it's been a very different year than previous ones. Um, as you know, they're very insightful. They're curious. They're empathetic. Um, also very intuitive and resilient at the same time. So they know there's been like a shift. Um, and so I think a lot of kids are just thinking about their friends and family right now. Um you know, some have mentioned their parents' job losses and just feeling sadness around it and worry. Um, I do see a lot of kids asking for Santa to work his magic and to bring a cure for COVID or for everyone to get vaccinated. Um, That's pretty remarkable for kids to be writing that in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The the things they write about is remarkable. It's There's stuff about climate change. Um, There's... (laughs) There's things about ending homelessness, but um, really? the big under, yeah, oh yeah, the big underlying theme, I think, is just that um, they want COVID to end, and it's not just for their families. They want it not just for Alberta, but for the rest of the world, um, which to me is just unreal for children to ask for and it's very powerful so it's amazing very cool. well Kara mm-hmm. I just think it's it's remarkable I mean what you're doing at your day job is great uh, what you're doing in your side hustle helping Santa is pretty spectacular and mm-hmm. and what a perspective you have uh, from those two avenues from what you're seeing in the mm-hmm. hospital and then from what you're reading uh, from the leaders of tomorrow uh, just amazing. Mm-hmm. Thank you for taking time to talk to us on your break. We wish you good health and a very Merry Christmas, a wonderful rest of your shift. And please thank your colleagues that are walking those hallways with you mm-hmm. today. Let them know that the Real Talk audience is behind them and we appreciate what you're doing. Thank you so much. I'm so proud of everybody here at the Royal Alex. And uh, thank you so much, Ryan, for having me and a Merry Christmas to you and yours. It's, it's a pleasure. That's Kara Moffat, one of Santa's helpers. Uh, what a remarkable a human being there and uh can you imagine the insight on seeing those letters we're going to be talking to a man in just a second that is observing his very first christmas we're talking ever that's coming up in just one minute but we also wanted to thank the team at dairy queen for their ongoing support of real talk you know dairy queen uh the six locations in northwest edmonton and sherwood park they were with us before we went on the air they were like real talk is what we're all about they knew that this audience was going to be here they looked into their, what's what's the ice cream equivalent of a crystal ball? I don't know. They looked into whatever that was and they saw the future and they knew that they were going to have an engaged audience and you have delivered in spades. They keep telling us that they're hearing about Real Talk in the drive throughs They're hearing about Real Talk when, when delivery drivers are dropping off the food. You're telling them that you're ordering because of Real Talk. As a matter of fact, a number of our partners are telling us that, which is amazing. Keep it up. Dairy Queen, up to and including tomorrow at these six locations and these six locations only is offering their Christmas frozen ice cream logs for 50% off, half off for real talkers. So you need to head into Palisades, Nemeo, Newcastle, Westmount, Y Gardens, or Baseline Road 
You pick up one of those frozen ice cream logs. I think you probably right now have to do it. They'll go get it and bring it to the door. I'm not sure exactly how it works, but however they're working it, you can go through the drive-thru and get it. They're going to give you 50% off if you mention Real Talk at those six Dairy Queens. We're also grateful. Speaking of people walking into stores or calling stores or emailing stores and referencing Real Talk, we talked to the team at Westworld Computers yesterday. It's Christmas for us. Sam doesn't even know it yet, but we're upgrading a lot of the gear here in the studio already. Five weeks in, we're upgrading the gear already because they're getting new gear in and they said, we want you to have the fastest and the best stuff. So anyway, I talked to Daryl at Westworld and I go, so how's everything going from your end with the partnership? He's like, dude, he's like, people keep coming in. They come, they walk right to the door. They've got everything there. They got the hand sanitizer, the QR code. You get, you wait your distance. Don't worry. Everything's kosher. It's Everything's cool. It's a spectacular cool. store. It's a great when setup. we went and checked stuff and out, so yeah. so he says to me yesterday, he says, people keep coming in here and referencing Real Talk. Beauty. Keep it up. Westworld Computers, independently family owned for more than 40 years right here in Edmonton. You can find them uh, just off Mayfield Road, and they'd love your business. We'd love to send you there and let them know that you heard about them on Real Talk. We're going to skip the news today. Uh, Basically, here's what you need to know. The Moderna vaccine, uh, Prime Minister Trudeau says they're going to get a million doses early in the new year. Alberta, using that Pfizer vaccine, about 3,100 Albertans were vaccinated. That was announced on Tuesday, so those numbers will continue to rise. Donald Trump's pardoning a bunch of people that probably shouldn't be pardoned. And in other news... Santa Claus is already his duties underway and we're keeping an eye on the Santa tracker and uh, if anything happens we're going to let you know but kids uh, young and old pretty exciting stuff right now Santa Claus is officially on the clock on this Christmas Eve morning very exciting latest check on the Santa tracker he's in Cambodia he's in Cambodia right now so there you have it you know this would be a kind of a cool exercise are we using the Google Santa tracker Sam that's we're using the Google so what is that is it like Google dot Santa tracker Santa tracker dot Google dot com Santa tracker dot Google dot com so if you're at home you know mom and dad have the coffees that the the color of the coffee looks a little different this morning doesn't it kids it's usually it's usually a, a rich dark chestnut color but this morning it looks a little bit closer to to almond uh that's because don't grind mom and dad's gears they've earned this coffee they've earned two or three of these coffees (laughs) you're sitting as a family i mean maybe you know maybe it's a mimosa morning for you i don't know i mean sam and i are about to get into this two six uh this is not sponsored by bacardi but that's the one i grabbed out of the cabinet this morning we're going to be drinking some rum and eggnog this morning as a family call up the santa tracker take it all in i wonder how our next guest is spending his Really, for all intents and purposes, his very first Christmas Eve morning. Mohammed Hussein has, like, everybody in Canada paying attention to his holidays right now because he is celebrating his very first Christmas, and we're thrilled that he has agreed to join us on this Christmas Eve morning. Mohammed, a happy Christmas Eve to you, a Merry Christmas to you, and welcome to Real Talk. Thanks for making time for us. Thanks for having me. Now, this is a very different circumstance for you this holiday season, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm i out here in Ottawa and I decided not to go back home for the holidays because I was like, oh, it's not safe. There's always this guilt with the with the pandemic that you're like, oh, no, if I travel so much as five miles, I'll bring the virus with me if I ever go anywhere. So I was like, OK, fine. It's, it'd be more responsible for me to stay in Ottawa this year. Um, so, yeah, it, it's really different, but it, it's given me the chance to celebrate Christmas with my roommates. So what would what would your your November into December into January typically look like from 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 a holiday or tradition observance? Yeah. 
That's a good. Okay, so regularly, November would be like, oh, okay, I need to think about Secret Santa gifts for work. That's that's mainly it. And I'm like, oh, like my friends may want to go for a dinner or two, but like, when am I going to get home? December 18th, and then like I can sleep for two weeks. That's my main thing. I'm like, I have December 18th, everyone's off. I'll get to sleep for two weeks. My family will most likely eat a lot of takeout, and uh, yeah, back to work January. So you didn't you you didn't grow up with a you you didn't put up a, a Christmas tree. You didn't put up Christmas lights. That was never part of the family tradition. No, no. Like I go, sometimes I go over to some friends' houses for like Christmas Eve dinner, or um, my dad would take us to his. Um, his work Christmas party, but we never put up the tree because my friends came here when I was like three years old from Saudi Arabia and Pakistan. Like they didn't, like there's no guidebook on how to celebrate Christmas, right? Um, they, they didn't know how and they were just like, ah, oh, this seems pretty Christian. And I was like, I don't think it is guys. And they were like, no, no, we know what we're talking about. We, we, we're not going to do it. And I was like, are you sure you just don't know what to do? And they're like, no, no. <laughs> it's interesting. It's interesting, isn't it, with regards to Christmas? Because it's 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 a it's a Christian holiday, and it's also not at all a Christian holiday. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, there's kind of that. Like, I mean, I, I grew up in a in a, in a, a deep Christian faith. Of, you know, it meant a lot to to obviously people, generations of people that observed that yes. faith. And there was no like you you talk to the people that were more. I don't want to use the word extreme. It's not meant to be uh, defamatory. Uh, but but people that really Practicing? people that really feel strongly about their faith, they've got no time for Santa. Like this is like Santa is is public enemy number one when it comes to the faith tradition. Uh, did you have a faith tradition uh, growing up, or do you have a faith tradition that that would conflict with Christmas, or or that would have interfered with your family observing Christmas? I don't. I, I'm not. I'm not. Maybe I'll answer that question a little differently. So for my parents, my parents used to do Ramadan and stuff, right? Uh, also, it's it's like. If you're Muslim as well, like, uh, I think sometimes people understand that as you're Muslim, but like Muslims can be Muslim the same way Christians can be Christians. There's some that are more practicing and there's some that are less, right? right. Like, I, I think of the month of fasting and like, my mom is like, like, uh, like aggressively will pray and I'll make so much fun of her. I'm like, are you sh like, do you have time to like do other things except for pray? And I will sit there and she will be fasting all day and I will be eating like a bag of Cheetos in front of her. <laughs> and like, I will, I will be like, well, oh, I'm sorry, mom, let me. But I'm like, it, it's like, that's what I'll be doing. But for me at the same time, like I can still appreciate that, that time is like every single time when dinner is put and she like is starting to eat again, I will be at the table with her. And like, I know for that month, the cultural aspect of it is similar to Christmas in that it takes a lot of time. But like, even though I may not be practicing as, as um, to, to, to the dot as she is, but I will always be there for the dinner part. And I will always be there for the family part. And I think there's a lot of um, like, that's what is making Christmas easy for me to celebrate because there is a lot of that family part, right? There is, there is a way to celebrate. Yeah. And that's what I'm leaning into. I love this. Uh, Fatima's watching this morning and she leaves the comment. Uh, uh, her family observes the Muslim faith and she says, we love Santa. He just doesn't come to our house. Uh, so that's yeah. how Fatima's family handles it. Uh, yeah. Tell me, I love. OK, so let's get into your tweets. First of all, um, I've never had a tweet see three hundred and sixty one thousand likes. I've never had something retweeted almost a hundred thousand times uh, when you mm -hmm. when you put out there. Uh, and this was just a short time ago. This was December 19th, so less than a week ago. You said, growing up, my Muslim family never celebrated Christmas. This year, I'm not going home because of the pandemic, so my roommates are teaching me how to have my first proper Christmas. I am approaching this, you say, with anthropological precision. So where did you start? What was the first thing you had to do? 
Um, so it, it really was, uh, I, I come back to this often, but my roommate and I were doing the garland around the staircase. And that was the first thing we kind of did. And I was just, I was struggling. I was like, oh my goodness. Like, do I, does it go through the railing? Like, what do we do? And she just came out and she was just like whipping it through. And I was like, I was like, I need you to know that when you do something from childhood, you have your parents screaming over your shoulder being like, no, do it this way. And you have years of practice to perfect your technique. I was like, I don't have that with this holiday. You might see me struggling to put up lights. You might see me not understanding how to wrap a gift well. And I'm going to need your patience on this one. Um, and I think when she was like, oh, yeah, no, that's normal. When she validated that, like, I, I just kept an eye out for all the things that I was like, okay, hmm, what's what's a bit odd about this one? So this is, uh, we have a photo of your Christmas tree. Sam, let's put up the tree. Did you... I mean, I would have to say this, this appears to be, let me, let me just, let me just pump your tires for a second. This my friend, quality Christmas yeah. tree. this looks, this looks oh, like yes. a tree of, of someone that has been doing trees for 30 years. Take so us into the let me tree. Tell you about my roommates. My roommates are the most fun, kind people in the world, but they are the most excessive people in the world. Yesterday, my roommate, one of one of them, he sent me to the mall to find like he he ordered a bag of just Christmas gear, like tablecloths, like he couldn't find like a napkin ring and it was just like complete devastation. And um, he was like, listen, this is what I need from you. I need a runner and table mats or a tablecloth. And I had to FaceTime him, FaceTime him from the store being like, okay, does this match your theme? Does this match your theme? So like, they're very, they're amazing at putting together these huge productions. My roommates are so good at putting together these large dinners. Um, so they know what they're doing. Like they absolutely, I'm with experts. Okay. So you, you you're, you're with a couple ringers that know what they're doing. <laughs> um, I noticed that you are, are you have established uh, a new tradition. I think at the encouragement of your roommate, that's also a tradition that our family follows, uh, which mm. is a, a keep adding a keeper ornament. You call it not a filler ornament. And we can get into that, but a keeper yeah. ornament. And you've added your first one. Tell us about this. This is incredible. Yes. So w when my, when we were decorating the tree, I was gravitating towards just the plain red orbs. And my roommates were like, spread those out, those fill the tree. Like what you really wanna do is like, look at these boxes of ornaments we have from our childhood. Um, you wanna put these keepers in there. Like these are the ones you'll keep for your life. And I was just like, they were like, you should go out and get some Muhammad. Like you, these should be ornaments you're gonna wanna keep going into the future. And I just looked at them and I was like, you guys do not know me. I'm not going to keep these ornaments. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm not going to find an ornament I'm going to want to keep. Like yeah. I move around so much. And then I went to um, this great local Ottawa business called The Papery. And um, I saw it there and I was like, oh, I get it. Like, I want to keep this. This is uh, this, this makes me happy. <laughs> so it's, and the, then it's, I, the, I it's the, the everything donut. Yeah. The everything bagel. Yeah. The everything bagel. I, and it has cheese on it, too. <laughs> Yeah, well, you are you are going to you know whether or not you're going to have another Christmas tree, uh, you're going to find some way I'm sure to to integrate that ornament. I mean, that could just yeah. even be on the rearview mirror of a car. I mean, that would like that would look pretty good right there. <laughs> um, do you, what's what's been something that maybe you didn't? I mean, obviously, so you say your family didn't celebrate Christmas growing up or whatever, but obviously you're aware of mm -hmm. it. You've taken like obviously you've yeah. been taking part in the Secret Santa at work and that type of thing. Was there a tradition or was there something that your roommates put on your radar that you were not aware of that you had no experience in that kind of blew your mind a little bit? Yeah, I, I think it's really just how unique everyone's Christmas is. Like. Some people are purists about when you can open your gifts or what pie you need to eat or if it's even a pie or a pudding. 
um, some folks from England reached out to me and they were, they, they, they mentioned that they need like a seven course fish meal. And I was like, this, this sounds pretty alternative, but um, I think that's what got to me the most is absolutely how unique everyone takes this. This is uh, you, you talk about how the religious aspect of Christmas is optional and uh, mm. and, and and we sort of, I guess, in a way, uh, we teed up that type of conversation earlier, uh, talking about how different yeah. people observe Christmas and what it means to different people. And some people, obviously, uh, one of our uh, viewers, Ryan, right now is saying that they've been fasting right up until their Holy Supper, which they'll observe. It's That's very great. It has great religious significance, which is beautiful and wonderful. And it takes me back to my youth of, yeah. of Christmas candlelight services. And, and it was very it was a spiritual experience. And for others, it's it's pure fun, right? It's it's sleigh rides and hot chocolate with marshmallows and Santa and the spirit of giving. Um, did you 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 talk a bit about uh, if you were to suggest having a secular Ramadan or bringing your friends into Ramadan, how your parents might respond? How do you think that would fly? Yeah, I think if I brought my friends into Ramadan, my parents like m- my mom wouldn't be fussed. She'd be like, "Oh, yeah, this is cute." But if yeah. I was like secular Ramadan, if I was like, if I tell my mom I'm having a secular Ramadan, she's like, "My goodness," she she would be like, "My heart, my, my heart." Hurts. Hurts. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I I like I do exaggerate that point. Sorry about that. My light is not cooperating. Um, I do exaggerate that point a little bit. I, I think um. I think as I get older, my, my family is supportive and we understand that everyone approaches religion differently. And even with Christmas, I think when I mentioned the, oh, let me fix this for a second. Um, when I mentioned that the religious part is optional, uh, what I'm really, really getting at is um, is the fact that there almost is like there's two Christmases. There's, there's Christmases for people who want to practice religious element. Yeah. That element is important to them, but a space has been created for people who just want to have a good time and celebrate time with their family. Um, and I think that's what's interesting is that a space has intentionally been created for that, right? Like when we go to the mall and there's all of these sales and things, like it, it only confirms that that, sale, that that space exists. So I think that's really, really interesting. It's, it's very inclusive in a way. What did it mean to you when, um, when you received a response to your Twitter thread uh, from the Prime Minister of Canada? Justin Trudeau reached out to you, said, uh, basically, uh, your thoughts on the holiday season. He says, yeah, that about sums it up. Thanks for sharing what you've learned. Sophie and I are sending you and your roommates our best wishes this Christmas, and we're glad to hear you're enjoying it all so far. Uh, a, a fellow Ottawa resident, I suppose. What did that mean to you? Yeah, it, it, it was. I was absolutely at a loss of words, and I think I still am. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't believe it. I think for a second I stopped. And I think for my family, it, the whole viral thing didn't click in until that happened. Um, but it was really, really nice. And I was just like, wow. And so many people have reached out. And actually, someone I, I work with recommended that at the end of the thread, I add charities. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's a great idea. And I thought I would just add them. And so many people have reached out over that as well. And I, I've just been like, donating from all over the world one of them reached out to me and one of the charities reached out and said that they they've received almost five thousand dollars um from the tweets and i like to me i'm just like which goes back to i think the spirit of giving that christmas has like it's it's all there's a lot on giving and i think that's really cool as well Muhammad, do you think that you'll you'll take any tradition that you've uh, been privy to been exposed to participated in this year and and keep it moving forward or is it too soon to say I, I think I'll I'll do Christmas in one form or another. It just I, I'll wake up 
in mid-November and decide, do I want to be able to sleep for the next month and a half? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, or what is my priority this year? Because I can do a mini tree or we can go to Walmart and get a big one. Yeah, there you go. Or a local <laughs> lot. Yeah. Hey, Mohammed Hussein. Or a local uh, lot. I'm... On, on, behalf of, uh, on behalf of the entire Real Talk audience, uh, you can see later if you go and check out on our YouTube channel, the comments here are great. You're you're inspiring people. You're entertaining people. People are loving it. Um, and uh, and we love it too. We're, we know that you, I, I mean, I've seen evidence of it across you've had a ton of interview requests a lot of people want to hear your story and we're grateful that you've spent your christmas eve morning with us we wish you a very merry christmas muhammad and thanks for this and i i wish you one as well thank you for having me you got it that's muhammad hussein i absolutely love that stuff that's great uh just a reminder we're going to talk to a fella by the name of brandon uh, a little bit later on in the show in about 20 minutes uh brandon started celebrating christmas as an adult he reached out to the show and he heard that muhammad was going to be on he heard me promoting that. He reached out to the show. He said, I've got a story, too. He's like, he grew up Jehovah's Witness, practicing that faith tradition. They didn't celebrate anything. There were no birthdays. There was no Christmas. There was none of that. Uh, and in 2012, he'll tell us the story. In 2012, they observed uh, his first holiday season, and that meant a lot to him. I'm, I'm looking forward to that conversation. Let us know what you're doing to observe the holiday season this year. This is great. I mean, uh, and there are some stories that are kind of... I don't know. They're, they're, they're tough to read, too. They're sad, but they're wonderful. And in a way, like Kim... For example, a good friend of the show, Kim says, with regards to the keeper ornaments, she says, I just absolutely love that tradition. Kim says, my grandma gifted me ornaments for 48 years of my life. She passed away in May in long-term care. Kim, we're sorry for your loss. Uh, she says, it's, it, it's very hard placing the ornaments this year for the very first time since she's passed. In other words, knowing she's gone. But we're still so very grateful. That from Kim, that's, that's a beautiful, beautiful message. How about this? Mark watches in from Utah every morning. The great state of Utah. Mark B. in SLC in Salt Lake City. He says, speaking of gift wrapping, get this. Mark says, my grandma worked many years in the catalog department at Simpson Sears. How's that for a throwback? Remember Wolko Woolworth, Simpson Sears? This takes me back. Eaton's. Woodward's. Woodward's. Yeah. Zeller's. I mean, all of the Canadian institutions. This isn't amazing how retail's yeah. changed. Mark says uh, his grandma worked for many years in the catalog department at Simpson Sears. He said she would wrap each gift perfectly with like two to three tiny bits of tape. I feel like, Sam, there are, uh, first of all, we haven't even, sh we haven't really shown you off today. I know you're not. We, not I'm, I'm not someone that needs I'm, to be you're, shown you're, off. You're a, no, today you do. You're, really? you, I, I don't know what you're talking ladies about. Ladies and gentlemen. I don't know what you're talking about, Adam. This I dress is our, like this every day. This is our prized pony this morning, Samuel G. Brooks. Um, oh, you're, you're going with the cold one right now. Uh, you and I are you, you and I are both double fisting at the moment. Uh, a, a congratulations to you, Sam, on a remarkable first five weeks. A Merry Christmas you too, to you. How is this? So how is this Christmas looking different? I mean, I think I, I feel like if anybody's telling the truth. Um, it might be a different, you know, for example, we say, how's this Christmas different to you? Most people are going to say, well, we're going to be by ourselves. We're keeping it low key. Some people are just like, it's not different. We're all getting together. And it's kind of like, eh. but how about you? How is your Christmas going to be a bit different this year? You know, I was thinking about this uh, yesterday and, and actually sort of trying to focus on some of the positives. So like, for example, um, Kelly, my fiance and, and I were both very super family centric people. And uh, even though we've lived together for five years, um, she goes home for Christmas every year because we don't have children and she likes to be with her family and I like to be at my parents' house on Christmas morning and we're just kind of like, yeah, we're together every other day of the year. So um, 
we're going to be together for the first time ever on Christmas. And, and it was kind of just sort of uh, the luck of the draw that that kind of happened this year. And it's it's sad because, like, I, I wish Kelly could go home and see her family. And, and I wish I could be at my parents' house more than just, you know, stopping on their driveway tomorrow. But at the same time, it's, it's you know, it's, it's going to be us and Sophie, our dog. And we've never done this before. And that's really exciting. It's going to be an exciting, cool, low-key Christmas, yeah, I, I think, think, for so. a lot of people. There, there's also a, a new season feel. of Letterkenny out. So I'm very, very excited. <laughs> for that Kenny. yeah uh and and then of course the world juniors i mean it's yeah the world junior hockey championship is in edmonton like it's here and none of us can go watch it i know um i'm, I'm really proud of some friends of mine that are going to be there working it um they're going to be there in uh in rogers place and and obviously that's a if you're a hockey fan if you're a sports fan uh or if you just like wearing canada's colors the world junior hockey championship to me and actually not just Canadian colors. I know that most of us do, but I've got some buddies that like to rock the Czech sweaters, the Swedish sweaters. That Trey Kroner jersey is so amazing. Um, so shout out to all the young men that are going to be competing in the World Junior Hockey Championship. Let's give a shout out to a couple more of the sponsors that we're, we're so grateful are a part of what we're doing here on Real Talk. That includes the team at Clean Air Club. I don't have a ticker. I wish I did to see how many Real Talkers are signed up for Clean Air Club. All I know is that those of you that are telling us, uh, sending us photos of your first delivery or giving us notes on Twitter saying, I finally signed up at cleanairclub.ca. Wow, they've dropped off my furnace filters already today or the next day. And the number continues to grow. I think because it's easy, it's convenient, and you're happy to support local too. So here's the deal. We all know we're guilty of it. It isn't going to be one or two that are like, I change my furnace filter exactly when I'm supposed to. I'm always on the ball. There are these types of people, right? There's no dust on your counters. Your carpet's always vacuumed, so the tire tracks of the vacuum are perfectly in line. Everything's great. Your car is armor-alled. Your shirts are hung up according to color and press, short sleeve, then long in your closet. That ain't me. And if that ain't you either, chances are your furnace filter has not been changed and it needs to be. So log on to cleanairclub.ca. Let them handle all the task-oriented stuff. They're going to drop it off at your door. You pop in the new one, get rid of the old one, and breathe easy at cleanairclub.ca. We're also very grateful to be partnered up with the team at Alta Moving and Storage. For some of you, maybe this downtime over the next couple of weeks is going to be spent moving. I know one friend in particular, they are moving into a new place next week. So I told him about these pod style containers that they have at Alta Moving and Storage. These are the ones where, you know, they drop them off at your house. You can load them up at your convenience or they can bring some movers to help you with it. The frog boxes too, those eco-friendly moving boxes. They transport it to your new destination. You unload it at your leisure. Then they'll come pick up that pod style container. And of course, if you need short or long-term storage, they've got those facilities too. And you can check them out by following the sponsors link at ryanjesperson.com. You can also give them a shout if you like at 780-993-ALTA. That's the team at Alta Moving and Storage. Samuel Brooks, the producer of this program, has been keeping an eye. Do we have an update? Last we checked on the Google Santa tracker. He was in Cambodia. We know how quickly Santa moves. He's going to be seeing billions of households tonight. Do we have an update on where Santa's at right now, Sam? 
I can report Santa is moving into China right now. Santa's just starting to go. China. Just left Vietnam, starting to go north into China. Okay, so he's on his way into China. He's going to be spending some time in China. Uh, there's going to be. It's, it's it's kind of a small country. Like he won't spend much time. That's going to be a that's going to be a tall assignment. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, and we'll keep you posted. We're going to be on the air here for for at least another half hour, so to speak. If you're checking the podcast later today, uh, if you're one of our uh, cherished and valued podcast subscribers. Obviously, the Santa updates are not going to apply. As a matter of fact, if you're listening to the podcast and it's 11 o'clock on Christmas Eve and your boots are crunching in the snow and you're walking the dog and it's just like the most perfect scenario, Santa might be right overhead. You never know. Keep an eye on the sky. You never know what you might see. Let's check in with our uh, YouTube audience. These are the—I mean, these are these are the maniacs. This is a compliment. These are the maniacs that are there, chomping at the bit every morning at eight thirty Mountain Time, ready to come together in fellowship. And do you like wish real talkers or maniacs better? Well, I'm going to decide on that. But okay. these are those of you that are coming together, and every single morning you're waiting to wish each other a very happy. A good morning. This morning, everybody's talking, wishing each other a Merry Christmas, Christmas Eve. Do you kind of like, is it, it can't be lost on you that we've got this community that gathers each and every morning and we absolutely love it. So we've asked you, what's your tradition? What are you doing today? And I love hearing from Dorothy. Dorothy says, I love cooking my Ukrainian food. She says there's lots of butter and cream. And then she has like 19 exclamation marks, uh, which to me uh, sounds like Dorothy, you and I would be on the same page when it comes to dispo- uh, when it comes to dispensing the butter. I'm very uh, people are going to pick this poll quote. They're going to make it their ringer when I say I'm very liberal on butter. People are going to pick it. I'm very liberal. I'm very they're going to loop it. And next time we're covering an election, they're going to loop it. Listen, he's admitted it himself. On, he's admitted it on his show. He's liberal. I'm liberal with my butter, Dorothy. And if we were. In Middle Lake, Saskatchewan this morning, a shout out to Middle Lake, Humboldt, and surrounding area. If we were at my wife's parents' place, uh, Deb and Gary Skelton, those beauties, we would be into a Ukrainian feast that you would not believe with, with I don't even try to pronounce it correctly, but, well, I, I try, but Petahe and, and Nachinka and all of the goodies. Sam, you sound, you sound like you have some experience with Ukrainian feasts. Yeah, so one side of my family is Ukrainian, the other side of my family is French. So uh, Christmas for me is is cabbage rolls and uh, pierogies and also tortier. Oh, um, tortier. That, yeah, I'm, I, my mom is going to be bringing over some tortiers tonight. Just and- to be clear, I feel like we swerved from one cultural... Uh, we did. We oh, yeah, that's to what another. I was going to say. I'm You're not like, trying it's... to spin Torchier as Ukrainian. No, I'm saying okay. that that's the just, that's just... the beauty of being uh, being being a a multi ethnic Canadian in that our Christmas can be a lot of good food at once. Oh, a hundred percent. Oh, can I throw a controversy at you? Uh, uh sure. It's real talk. I mean, cabbage go rolls, tomato sauce, or butter? Both. Both. Yeah. Why okay. would I have to choose? I don't know. I feel like you always go like butter and onions or tomato sauce. Uh, I, I would sort of go with whatever's there. Okay, that's fair. Like I would say, that's like, fair. You they're, know, they're both good. My mother-in-law, same sort of a thing. She's she's the type that'll put out like options for you, and then I just take all the options. So she just makes a cabbage roll buffet. Well, she just she just makes everything. I feel like I feel like she. It's incredible. I I've never quite. I'm I'm always the guy that that I I will like not eat. I'll realize I haven't eaten uh, all day. Like it's going to happen today. I'm calling it. It's going to happen today. So we've got. 
we've got a, a, a nice creamed coffee here. <laughs> it's a Christmas coffee for sure. I finished mine. And you finished yours. And then we've and then we've got a little cocktail here that we're enjoying and, and, and we empower you to enjoy yours as well. You made these like half and half. Yeah. Yeah, this well, is this is some strong nog. Sorry, not sorry. Like, yeah. what do you, what do you, you want me to like? I always say to my, I always say to my buddies, my buddies are always getting on my case when I pour like a gin soda or when I pour some sort of a mixed drink, and they're like, "Damn, dude, this is like like what do you?" And I'm like, "Like, sorry that it's too good. Like, sorry that it's gonna like. What do you want me to apologize? I'm not gonna apologize. Uh, but here's the thing: I've never really subscribed to the so. For example, here's another very divisive and controversial issue: butter tarts. Right. With or without raisins. Doesn't matter to me. You know, you can make your butter tarts without raisins. You can make them with raisins. If there's a choice with both of them on the platter, I will choose both. I will hammer down on butter tarts until the butter tarts are gone. Raisins or not. Pineapple on pizza. Same thing. I mean, put the pineapple on pizza if you want. I'll, ha- I'll take it down. Hawaiian pizza to me is one of, of life's great pleasures. Uh, but if you fight against pineapple on pizza, you want to get something else. I'm cool with that, too. I guess what I'm saying is I like it all. I like it all. I'm able to get into it's it all. It's a good attitude to have. Yeah. My my grandmama makes um, butter tarts with currants because she doesn't like raisins. So it's a uh, little bit of a different flavor. It's nice. My mom makes cinnamon buns with currants. They're a real, they're, they're, they're a nice treat. They're a delightful treat. I like treat. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hill on our chat says, I'm doing a, uh, is it a, am I mispronouncing this? A Heige Christmas says we're hunkering down by the fireplace. We're reading books. I'm going to be knitting, listening to music. Just my daughter and I. She's an introvert. I'm not. And we're both looking forward to the escape time. See, that sounds wonderful. The crackling of a fire, knitting. I mean, just that that soft little click of knitting needles. Boy, does that take me back in my life. Greg says, nobody's here for Christmas for the first time in more than 40 years, Greg says. So we'll be delivering food to the needy today. Bless you. He says, and we're going to be Zooming with the grandkids tonight and tomorrow. Greg says, I'm so happy for technology. No kidding. Uh, with my parents down in Calgary, our family's not going to be seeing each other. Uh, I told you before, we, like everybody else, uh, like most other people, I think, uh, changed our plans uh, when it came to this. My, my, my sister, Megan, who may be watching right now from Vancouver, Megan just celebrated her 40th birthday, uh, a big one, and we're so proud of her. Uh, they welcomed a beautiful baby boy this year, Arrow. Uh, her counseling practice is going big time, so we thought this is the year to celebrate Megan. And Megan's partner, Mayor, had got this beautiful home and we were all going to go to Golden and uh, Sam was going to set me up. I was going to do the show from Golden. And then we thought, we can't do this. There's no way we can do this. And soon after that was canceled, the family Christmas was was canceled to a degree, obviously. But we're still going to gather just like Greg and his family on Zoom. And all the little grandkids are going to gather tomorrow and and we're going to have them play together as best they can on camera. Yeah, it's going to be different. But it's also going to be so special and memorable. You know, for once, we're not going to be in transit on the highway on Christmas Eve. We're not going to be driving somewhere. We're not going to be logging, you know, eight hours to Saskatchewan or three and a half hours down to Calgary. We're going to be chilling out with the dogs and us and the fireplace going. It's I think it's going to be really special. Mr. Cynic says it's omelets for breakfast uh, tomorrow. <laughs> he also goes on to say it sounds like he, Mr. Cynic has put off. He's put off. Christmas shopping. And I said to you in, in my in my opening tee up with, with Bitcoin Well, and I said, I'm not sure if they're still going to be able to offer you Bitcoin gift cards on Christmas. I don't know if they're open or not. I'm not sure. I said, you might actually be screwed. They're probably going right now. No, 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 no. We're open for business. We're open for... I, oh, I say this. Check their website. But the point is, if you've waited for getting your gifts until today, 
your options might be limited. Mr. Cynic with a helpful tip for everybody says, keep in mind, gas stations are open late and somebody might be getting new windshield wipers. So, you know, if you're on Mr. Cynic's list, then there you have it. Uh, Rose says, we're going to be celebrating Christmas Day with my son and his family. Lobster on the menu, but they like it cooked maritime style. I like lobster cooked like the restaurants do it. What's maritime style? I don't know what maritime style is. Penny says the best Christmas for us in terms of gift giving was when my daughter and I decided that because she was in university, all gifts had to be re-gifted or purchased from Goodwill. I love that. What a great idea. I also, just like a great challenge. That sounds like it? fun to hunt for things. Yeah. Totally. And I would even say, I mean, Goodwill's one thing, but I think you could also just do a re-gifting family tradition or do a re-gifting family Christmas they could be pretty cool. I've got, I've got a, not a closet full. That's an exaggeration, but I've got a decent number of gifts that are not like they're unwrapped, but they're still packaged because I've opened them and thought these are, they're all right. They're just not a good fit for me. I feel like I could probably, probably fi- produce five or six like that ready to go. So a weird thing that kind of went around in my family for a while, um, is we used to on Christmas Day at my grandparents' house do like a, a gift swap game, right? And it would be like you know bring a bring a gift under ten dollars or something like that. And and as a joke one year, somebody put a a can of spam in the mix, and that can of spam was regifted every year for probably about ten years. And you know what? There was no de- <laughs> there was there was no quality degradation. Not one bit. As a matter of fact, if you still had the can of spam. It would be as fresh now as it was the day that it was the day that it was squeezed into that can to take the to take the form of the can. Spam had kind of a um, it was like a uh, what do I want to call it, like a resurgence as part of the the um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Hipster, the kind of the hipster movement. Uh, did you, there was like a culinary trend. I know that somebody is going to be able to help us out. Help me out on Twitter with our with our hashtag. Real I, Talk I know RJ. spam is everywhere in Hawaii. Yes, it's like a big thing there. And and it's, and it's, it's but not as a joke. No, because it, it was wartime food, right? Like Hawaii was a war base, and they didn't have a ton of you know fresh food brought into it, and and, and spam just became culturally embraced there. And like it's like you go for breakfast in Hawaii, and there's spam and eggs on the menu. Yeah. Um, I, I was I was scanning. I went through this exercise. Um, Sam, let's tee up that that the graphic about about celebrating the holidays alone. I this was an exercise that I went through last night, and I wanted to share it with you, uh, real talkers, this morning because this was just a scan of my personal uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I was just going through last night, keeping an eye. We always want to keep our finger on the pulse. You know what I'm saying? And so I was taking a look last night, and these are things, these are sentiments that have been posted by my friends personally. So this isn't like some big thing. This isn't like CNN has polled the 330 million people in the United States, and here's what they found. This is just from my circle in the last night to give you a sense of where people are at. So one of my friends posted this on her Instagram last night. For, for anybody else who canceled all holiday plans and isn't seeing any family or friends this season, but you're watching others have big social gatherings and it's making you sad. Know that you're not alone. What you're doing might save someone's life and it's worth it. So that's what one of my friends posted on her Instagram. Literally the next post I saw was this kind of cheeky one. Now I'll admit it's funny. And this is from a buddy. I, of mine. I, I enjoyed this. This one is from a, a buddy of mine that has a great sense of humor. Um, what size of turkey do I need to cook for 12 people? 
and possibly two police officers. Now, I know that he's not going to have 12 people over. I hope he's not. I'm going to text him tomorrow just to make sure. Because we want to make sure that people are being compliant. I mean, you know, I'm sort of uh, I'm sort of transitioning back and forth between the serious and the silly here. But don't have a gathering of 12 people tomorrow. Don't have a gathering of 12 people tonight. Just don't. But he's expecting that maybe a couple of police officers might show up. So that was kind of funny. Can, can I tell and, a funny personal story? Or do you want to keep rolling on this? I want to kind of keep okay, going keep here. Keep rolling on this. So let's pull up the next one. Okay, let's pull up the next one. This is the next one. And this is from this... Uh, I'm not even going to say the name of the group. So... They're encouraging Albertans to keep Alberta rat-free. In fact, they, they, they've actually gone so far as to, to put up a website, uh, keepalbertaratfree.ca. In other words, if you call the police, if you call the authorities, you're ratting on your neighbors. No, it doesn't matter maybe if, if you have an immunocompromised uh, person in your household or maybe you've just lost somebody to COVID or, or maybe you're a frontline health worker, maybe you're a firefighter, a paramedic, maybe you're a police officer that's getting called to these types of situations to arrest you know, repugnant 21-year-olds that won't get off the ice and you're just sick and tired and fed up. But now there's this, this kind of back and forth of like now these people that are expecting compliance are rats, because they're calling and they're ratting on their neighbors, right? So this is this is actually quite divisive language to use. Now here are the comments. These are just some of them. I'm not going to show you all of them. I'm not trying to trying to 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 exhaust your faith in humanity completely on Christmas Eve. But check out some of the comments under that post about keeping Alberta rat free. So here are the comments that I wanted to show you. I mean, you can see here people talking about like this Christmas. If you see 20 cars at your neighbor's house and you're thinking about reporting them, go to the fridge and drink a big glass of milk. Why? Milk is good for your teeth. You know what else is good for your teeth? Minding your own business. In other words, Buddy's going to, you know, Jason James and his public post on Facebook is going to knock out your teeth. A hundred plus people like the comment, right? Uh, Tara agrees. She says, if you do call, you'll be saying, all I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. In other words, they're going to punch you in the mouth if you if you call in because they're getting people together. Uh, right below them, Elizabeth figures this is the Reich thing to do, right? Not the right thing to do, the Reich thing to do. In other words, in other words, uh, public health officials asking us to wear masks uh, to cut down and, and flatten the curve of the spread of COVID-19, which is exhausting our hospitals, very comparable, very similar to Nazi Germany. That sounds very reasonable to me. This sounds like these are the types of folks that approach things with an open mind, a reasonable spirit, and we're lucky to have them participating in society with us. So there's quite a cross-section of how people are feeling about limiting gatherings around Christmas. More on that coming up in Trash Talk in about 15 minutes. Right now, we wanted to tell you how grateful we are to have the support of the team, and this is the team that's been with us for a long time, ever since we got started. In fact, before we got started, the team at Friesen Brothers, they're definitely open today. Friesen Brothers, in their 14 locations across Alberta, has a team of Red Seal chefs. That's not like a normal thing for a grocery store to have a Red Seal chef. They've got a team. 
And these chefs are preparing Christmas meals for folks that feel like just relaxing, taking a load off, and spending time with their families. Okay? So you want Christmas with turkey. You want the cranberry. You want the fresh Alberta produce, that incredible legendary Friesen Brothers sourdough bread. They've got you covered at 14 locations. And I'm so excited to tell you that in early spring of 2021, and we'll have an announcement on the date as soon as they're ready, they'll be opening their 15th store in Alberta just off the Anthony Henday. It's the Rabbit Hill store. Friesen Brothers is Alberta grown and Alberta owned. We're also really grateful to have the support of Todd's Mechanical. I keep telling you every time we bring up Todd's Mechanical, how much I love this guy. He is a owner operator of a small business and he wants to be part of the real talk movement. He says, my story's compelling. He's like, I worked in the oil field. I wanted more time with my family. So I've come back here and now I'm building. He'll look you in the eyes and tell you this Edmonton's best plumbing and heating business. If your furnace conks out, or maybe ideally before it does, and you need a pro to come on in there and sort it out, give Todd's Mechanical a call, or at least write this number down, because you never know when you're going to need somebody on short notice, and Todd is a good friend of Real Talk. You can get him at 780-499-7598. That's 780-499-7598. We're proud to partner with Todd's Mechanical. Is our next guest ready to rock and roll? All right, Sam. I'm looking Not forward to this Not only is he ready, but I can't wait for you to see him. Oh, is that right? Is, is he pulling out all the stops? So is, it's Brandon. Brandon is a real talk audience. Oh, my man. I love it. I'm absolutely 100% being overshadowed right now in the wardrobe department, and that is completely fine with me, pal. You have brought your A game. We've never met before. I've never spoken with you before. Do, do I say, is your last name Rudix? Is that how you say it? Okay, Sam's going to get the audio figured out, Brandon. We're going to bring you back in just a second. Maybe check if you're on mute or not, and we'll get that figured out. In the meantime, we got a lot that we can get to here. Are we ready to rock and roll on that? Was it a quick fix? If it's okay, let's get Brandon back in here. Brandon, can we hear you loud and clear, my man? I took my headphones off. Can you hear me now? I can hear you. It's fine. And Sam, we'll just crank his levels up so everybody at home can hear him. Okay, so do I say Rudix? Is that your last name? Yes, Ryan. You're actually the very first person to get the pronunciation right on the first time. Holy oh my, smokes. oh my. Well, I'm pretty excited about that. Now, Brandon, you reached out to the show. Uh, you were moved, I think, or at least you were inspired by the story of Muhammad Hussein, who joined us, you know, half an hour ago or so to talk about his very first Christmas as a Muslim man who typically is celebrating Ramadan and sleeps in for two weeks, as he put it during the Christmas break. And you have an interesting story of, of your journey related to the faith that you grew up in as well. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, like you said, I was raised my entire life uh, Jehovah's Witness. Um, my very first Christmas uh, was in 2012. My very first birthday party was my 21st birthday party. So I'm relatively new and uh, loving it. Okay, so was this, uh, I, I'm going to ask you some personal questions, and if there's something you're uncomfortable with or whatever, then you just let me know. I don't really want to get into that. But but did this, was this, uh, was there like a point in your life, a specific point where you said, the faith is not for me anymore, I'm, I'm actually leaving the faith, and then you started celebrating these, or did you ease in? Are you still, would you consider yourself a Jehovah's Witness now that, that celebrates the holidays? Where are you at with it? Oh, well, I'm a complete 180. I consider myself uh, an atheist now. Um, and yeah, you know, I, I left the religion and then I was out for probably three, four years before I had a family. 
Um, and then we had kids and then that's when I started celebrating Christmas. So there's a few years that I was out of the religion that I wasn't celebrating. And then, uh, yeah, 2012, my wife told her parents that I've never celebrated Christmas. And that was my very first Christmas. And, uh, it was just very enjoyable, very, uh, I'll never forget it. Okay, well, we want to hear about it. And and so many people right now, like you, you see my Twitter right now and even my personal phone, people are like, this is amazing. Uh, I've, <laughs> I've got a friend of mine who grew up, JW as well, who has who is not observing that faith anymore, who's who's keenly interested in what you have to say. Take us back to 2012. Like when did it all, what was it, like early November, you started getting into it? Did you hang lights? What do you remember about that Christmas of 2012? Yeah, it was just uh, Christmas music all the time, um, like in the house, not just grocery stores type thing. And yeah, de- decorating the house and uh, lights and stuff like you said. Um, I, I remember, yeah, they, they found out it was my first Christmas. So we go over to the in-laws for Christmas. Uh, that's when Keurigs were the new big thing. They yeah. got me a whole big Keurig machine. So I was like pretty darn stoked there. A whole bunch of stuff. Uh, or my first Christmas ornaments that are still on the tree behind me here. Um, my uh, my wife's in law or my wife's uh, grandparents also got a whole bunch of stuff. And uh, yeah, it was just very very cool time. It was neat to see how much I missed as a child. Um, how much of my childhood was kind of taken away. Right, I'm still learning things like that with you know birthdays and Easter's and stuff like that. Right, so. Um, to see the joy on my kids' face when they open their, their presents on Christmas Day is just something unbelievable. And it makes me wish that I had that opportunity as a kid. But now I can provide my children with a life that I never had. Well, you must approach, I mean, like the sweater. I mean, just your whole setup right now is incredible. Uh, we see what looks like a, a pretty solid artistic rendering of the Grinch behind you. Um, I, ha- I I certainly have Santa's hat envy right now. Your background looks excellent. Do you, you strike me as the type of guy now that plunges into Christmas. Like you die, you cannonball into the deep end of Christmas. Oh, 100%. And even after, you know, however many years it's been, my wife this year, she's like, Oh, we just take it easy and just do gift cards for gifts. <laughs> no way, man. Half the fun is going shopping and finding gifts for everyone. So no way. We're still finding gifts. So, yeah, diving head first. Uh, this was made by my uh, autistic son in school. So I love that they bring home uh, de- uh, ornaments for the tree. Every ornament he's made in school is up on the tree here. That's one of my favorite parts of Christmas, actually, is him and uh, my daughter bringing home stuff from school to put up in the house or on the tree. Brandon, what do you remember about about your your youth, about not celebrating, I mean, really not celebrating any holiday, uh, but in particular birthdays and Christmas? Uh, you were obviously aware that other kids had birthday parties. You were obviously aware that people were celebrating Christmas. What do you remember growing up? I remember every year at the beginning of the school year, I would have a big long note from my mom and I would give it to all the teachers. Uh, and I would say Brandon does not celebrate any holidays, whether it be Christmas, his birthday, Easter, no holidays whatsoever for him. Uh, so that was every single year. And uh, yeah, I was I was left out a lot, made fun of a lot, bullied a lot. Um, you know, I was also very, still am, very overweight, but uh, I got made fun of a lot of in school for that. And then you add on that stuff. It was pretty rough. So yeah, I uh, it was a rough time growing up uh, not knowing all that and uh, not celebrating all that but now it's uh yeah it's truly truly something special it's a magical time of year and even with how crappy 2020 is 
I still feel the love and and just the joy of the holiday season from everyone still. So it's love it. Well, you you are infusing love and joy into other people's living rooms and kitchens right now, my man. I mean, this is uh, this is is uh, I, I feel like I could talk to you for three hours. Um, how is your family? reacted i don't know anything about your background i don't know anything about your family it is a personal question how has your family reacted to your departure from the faith and your embracing of the holidays that's a great question um basically i was told to just if i post things on social media to see if i could block them from them not seeing it that got really tiresome after a few years so i just just let it go now. Um, you know, if they see someone on social media, they just scroll past. It's With my family, it's a little different. I'm kind of lucky with that religion that my family views blood as thicker than water. So even though I'm not in the religion, I still communicate. We still have a very good relationship. So Well, that's wonderful. Um, yeah, yeah. They're not supportive of, of, like, the Christmas and birthdays and stuff, but they're still, they're still there, and I can still uh, chat with them anytime I need uh, Ash is listening in and she says uh, she grew up as a Jehovah's Witness as well. She says so many things as a JW growing up um, that I don't do right now. <laughs> she says that my husband just shakes his head out in the context of Christmas traditions. She says, I keep no secrets about presents because it's so exciting for me, says Ash. She says, I'm that Kristen Wig character. So Ash is, is very enthusiastic about this. Um, uh, Greg, with an interesting insight here, um, and I don't want this to turn into piling on a faith community, but it's an interesting insight from Greg who says, I worked uh, with a Jehovah's Witness, and he used to admit to me that his kids, he knew his kids would leave the religion as soon as they left home, and both of them did. Have you seen in your peer group from growing up, uh, Brandon, have you, have you seen a similar trend, or would, or would you say the majority of your childhood friends growing up are still adhering to and raising their kids in the faith? I would say out of all my childhood friends or anyone my age that I grew up with in the religion, I would say probably 90% are gone. Wow. And it's, it's happening more and more every year. Our age groups are, I don't want to say waking up because that's weird, but uh, you know what I mean, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, you know, I, 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 I see it from my perspective too, and in different faith upbringings and different friends and different trends and, and some, some people leave and come back, and, and some people leave and don't come back, and some people hold steady the whole way through, and, and it, it really is a personal journey. How are birthdays different for you? Like, what was your 21st birthday like, your very first birthday party as a 21-year-old? That must have been, I mean, I don't know anything about you, but I would suspect that got a little crazy. That was, yeah, that was such a good time. Uh, chicken wings are, like, my favorite food. So uh, my wife got all my friends and uh, we all went to uh, to the pub here in Lethbridge and uh, just gorged ourselves on wings. I think that's when I tried salted caramel wings for the first time. Whoa! Holy oh, yeah. Okay. Right. My <laughs> mind is because I'm I'm going. I don't I don't have it here with me. It's over there. We have a we have a salted caramel coffee liqueur right now, and I'm starting to wonder if I I feel like it might be a waste to pour it on chicken wings. I feel like that's a bit of a waste. But but you you have my you have my mind working here. That's interesting. When is your birthday, by the way? It's actually uh, the day before Connor McDavid's and the day before the NHL season starts, January 12th, baby. January 12th. Okay. Well, listen, it's kind of, I mean, I'm excited that your birthday's coming up. It's kind of lousy timing for what, for what I want to pitch um, because we can't get together. But I would love uh, next time we can 
So why don't we say January 12th, 2022, which feels like eons away, but hold me to it. Uh, I would love to come to one of your birthday parties. I would love to attend a birthday party for you. And maybe we could maybe we could turn it into like a real talk event. And maybe people that have never, maybe people that grew up without birthday parties, maybe we could do like a big celebration type thing. I'm, my mind's going nuts right now about these types of ideas, Brandon. You're giving me goosebumps, Ryan. You can't see it, but you're giving me goosebumps, buddy. <laughs> okay. Well, consider it done. I know it's like, a, it's, 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 you know, almost 13 months from now, but count me in for the Brandon Rudick's birthday party on January 12th of 2022, my man. Okay. I'll even make the drive to Edmonton for that. Where, where do you live? Down here in Lethbridge. Oh, what have I just signed up for? Oh boy, you just committed. Oh, I, yeah. just, I just, I just committed. Well, I just. But like, why not? Why can't we take the show to Lethbridge? I would take the show to Lethbridge. Why we could easily take the show to Lethbridge. So we could either do a show in Lethbridge, or you can come up here to Edmonton. Um, you know, we're gonna have NHL hockey back, uh, like for sure. By I mean, we're gonna have it back soon, but not like not like back back. I'm talking eighteen thousand crazy people gathering together in fellowship the real religion of national hockey league hockey i'm just kidding everybody don't spaz i'm just kidding and brandon maybe we could figure something out there anyway let's just say this consider the seed planted my friend always and i want to say too uh, a few years ago i went out to edmonton for a charity event thank you for the shirt man whoa did you is that from an official edmonton oilers t-shirt toss yeah, absolutely. We did a autism uh, fundraiser up there, and people donated tickets to me and my family to go to the game. That was Calgary and Edmonton. We won one nothing, and uh, yeah, I got a shirt from you. So you're telling me that you were at the game uh, as part of a charitable endeavor. People saying thank you to you for your public service, and then I and then I, I drop back in the pocket. Some would say like Tom Brady in his finest hour, and I and I surveyed the crowd with thousands of screaming fans saying "Gimme, Gimme, Gimme," and you and I locked eyes in that moment, and I sent you probably what was a perfect spiral, probably a beautiful throw, and you brought that in, and the universe gifted you that shirt from me to you and now we're talking on real talk is that what you're telling me 100 percent. i randy moss the hell out of this shirt i tom brady the shit out of it he randy moss the hell out of it and then now here we are on real talk as brandon celebrates his ninth christmas if my math is correct unbelievable stuff hey listen pal we've only known each other for 15 minutes i'm already thrilled to call you a friend thank you for watching real talk merry christmas to you and your family and we can't wait for the brandon rudick's this is going to be a hashtag the brandon rudick's birthday bash in lethbridge alberta we're gonna have to call the mayor we're gonna have to get the mlas on board we're gonna need police escorts we're gonna do the whole nine yards pal we're gonna do a special show it's gonna be unbelievable heck yeah let's do it but be careful for the police down here because they don't like stormtroopers oh yeah <laughs> Are we gonna? Are we gonna go? Just he just he just throws a hand grenade right at the end of the. He just throws a hand grenade right at the end of the interview. I love this guy, Brandon Rudix from Real Talk, from our studio and from our family to you and yours. Merry Christmas, my man. This has been this has been like one of the highlights of my morning. Thank you. It's been one of the highlights of my month. Heck yeah! Thank you very much. Thank you for all the hard work you and Sam have put in. We really appreciate it. I love it. Awesome, my new pal, Brandon Rudix. How great is that? What a beauty. Oh, oh, I love this guy. This what a beauty. Fantastic. What a beauty. Real talk. We've told you real talk is going to be a mix of like sometimes we're, we're you know, we're, we'll have like the deputy prime minister or the prime minister. Don't say too much. But sometimes, yeah, we're going to get like, oh, Jasper, you got the big guests. And yeah, we will for sure. And sometimes we're going to have people that are just like 
real folks that have really great stories that are wonderful people that reach out to the show. You should see, like, I don't want to say stop emailing me because I don't want you to stop. But like, I cannot stay on top of the emails. It's a lot. It's out of control. But like, it's great. It's a great problem to have. It's like, imagine if you opened a new restaurant and the restaurant was lined up four blocks down the street every single day. And you were just like, I don't even know what to do. You're like, we should have opened six restaurants. That's what we should have done. So keep the emails coming. Brandon's jumped out at me yesterday. He emailed us at talk at ryanjesperson.com. And uh, and he said, I've got a story I'd love to tell. And he just told us that story. And that's absolutely incredible. But these are what we want to hear. Like, we've got an interview coming up next week. I'm not going to spoil it because the guest is still kind of humming and hawing whether or not he wants to go on the record. Because that is the thing. It's a thing. When you come on a show with a platform like this and and all of a sudden... You know, tens of thousands of people are going to hear your story when it's all in on the podcast and the YouTube stream and the Mixler audio stream and everything else. And all of a sudden it's out there and people are going to be talking about your story and you're going to make an impact. And, 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 and sometimes for some people that are going to go on the record and, and, and blast something, that's a significant moment because there could be implications in their household or there could be implications on their job. But this is the type of show that will, that has in its first month, and that will provide a platform to a lot of people that deserve a platform that haven't necessarily had one. And that's something that we're really proud of. And I just absolutely love that Brandon reached out to us, and it's a real thrill to have him on the program. It's a bit of a, I mean, he was 10 out of 10. His background was amazing. His wardrobe was on point. Yep. His spirit was dialed in. I mean, that's the type of guy like I'm not I'm not typically going to just offer to show up to people's birthday parties, uh, but I want to hang. I want to know him. I want to talk to that guy. I want to be friends. I appreciate with that guy. someone that says I had my first birthday party ever and my favorite food is chicken wings. So we just had mountains of chicken wings like it's just like, oh, you, you, you know what you're doing. Like your, your values are in the right place there, sir. Yeah, I like that. Uh, listeners are pointing out that that uh, January 22nd of 2022 so 01 is a Saturday, maybe a hockey night in Canada opportunity. You know, it would be absolutely incredible. I don't, why am I even talking? It's because it's Christmas Eve and we don't care. We can talk about whatever we want. This is honest. And like I say this as someone that has never worked on Christmas Eve before. This is one of the most relaxed Christmas Eves I've ever had. Like yeah. I'm just, I, this is such a chill environment and our guests have been so much fun today. So and, I'm and wondering like, if maybe we yeah. get a sponsor. Just work with me. See, here's what I do. I talk big. I put a plan out there with no background. We, and we do this off air. We're gonna all have to figure time. out. We're gonna have to figure out a way to make it happen. But I'm picturing either a section of Rogers Place or, or work with me here, a luxury box like a suite sponsor. We need a. We're gonna need a corporate sponsor because we can't pay for it. I mean, our Patreon. You know, it, we appreciate our Patreon. It allows it's we're keeping the lights on. It keeps our Internet running. You know, we were able to replace our window coverings. We kind of make the studio a little more sexy. You know, we can take camera for Sam. We can show everybody like the new window coverings. And I wish we had a shot out to the street uh, so you could see our other. You know, we're, we're going to get that. We're going to keep adding cameras. I feel like it would it would be against the spirit of Patreon and crowdfunded broadcasts. No, I don't want to show it because it's going to show the location of our studio, and I'm not quite ready for that yet. Um, <laughs> but I but I do think that it may be a run against the spirit. See, Sam's already jumping to get me the camera. This this guy's good. This guy's good. But it might be against the spirit of the Patreon to spend it on a on a suite at Roger's place. So we, we'll get a corporate sponsor is what we'll do, and then we'll maybe do some sort of like a draw or some sort of a competition. 
where like I, I want capacity in those boxes, I think is 12. So it would be one, two. So we'd have 10 spots. And obviously the corporate sponsor would have like two or four spots. So we'll say like, let's let, let's say there's like eight spots up for grabs. And so we'll so uh, Brandon will have to be there and, and, and probably with, you know, he'll he'll have a plus one because it's going to be his birthday party. Um, which would mean there'd be like six spots up for grabs and we'll do like the real talk Brandon Rudick's birthday party uh, in a luxury box at an Oilers game in January of 2022. I like it. Uh, if nothing else, if we can't make it happen, um, I have 13 months to hope that everybody forgets about it. So that works too. Uh, worst case scenario, you go, you know, host the game at Rogers Place like yeah. like you are known to do for for hockey games. And uh, Brandon and I will hang out at uh, Mercer across the street and just light up, light up the town. Yeah. I mean, when you promise a guy an Oilers game and then you send him to the pub, he might. Well, OK, he, that's yeah, fair. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe what we'll do, knowing that you're OK with being a Mercer, is that we'll auction off your spot in the box. You can watch the game at Mercer. <laughs> Keep keep the table ready. Hold the table for us, Sam. Uh, we'll be there. We'll be there at one thirty in the morning. Once we leave the rink, once we leave the barn. Hey, uh, so here's what's going to happen. In just a second, I'm going to transition into something that I know that many of you are waiting for, and many of you are excited about. It's it's going to be this Thursday morning edition, this Christmas Eve edition of Trash Talk, and then we will abruptly be off air, and then all of a sudden it's Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. So on behalf of of, of Sam. And myself, on behalf of the team, the people behind the scenes that you've not yet met, a team that we're very proud of, uh, you may not have heard of of Relay Media. Uh, Relay Media is the company that owns and operates and that pushes out and produces Real Talk. And there's another team of people with Relay that you've not yet met. Uh, We know that one day you will. And you're going to be hearing more about Relay Media in 2021. And we're really excited about it. There's a bigger play on behalf of all of us. We want to wish you a very Merry Christmas. We want to remind you that next Thursday, so we're back on the air Monday, okay? Live at 8.30 Mountain per usual. Great lineup. Tuesday, great lineup. Wednesday, we're doing a show for everybody as well. Thursday, which is New Year's Eve morning, Thursday, December 31st, is a show, a private broadcast exclusively for our Patreon supporters. And we're really excited about this. We've got 500 spots up for grabs, and there's still time for you to get in on it. It's going to be an open Q&A. It's going to feel relaxed like today's show, except for many of you are going to be taking the floor, and we're going to talk some things out. And really, there's nothing off the table. If there's something that you want to ask me about, if there's a story you'd like to hear, if you'd like to pick my brain on a political subject or ask a little bit more about a guest I've interviewed, or if you're still wondering whatever happened last September and you want to get some details sorted out there, I suspect that might be one of the questions. If you're a Patreon supporter of ours, uh, one of those that's committing five bucks a month or more to the show and allowing us to grow what we're doing here, you're joining us on our journey. You're going to be sent a private link either late next Wednesday night or early next Thursday morning, a week from today. And that's going to be a very special show exclusively and specially for our Patreon subscribers. We're looking forward to that. So we wish you a very Merry Christmas. Whatever your tonight Christmas Eve or tomorrow Christmas Day looks like, whether it's one that's filled with joy and and the childlike wonderment, whether it's one that, quite frankly, is lonely and painful, we're grateful for you. We're grateful for your support. We're grateful for your friendship. And we're looking forward to seeing what this community is going to accomplish together in 2021. 
Now, through this weekend and into next week, of course, we'll also be keeping an eye on the hashtag RealTalkRJ. It's a great way when we're off air for you to reach out to us and talk to us and keep the conversation going with the members of this audience. That hashtag RealTalkRJ is powered by Park Power, and we're really excited about what they've done just in the past couple of days. Now, I've been telling you that Park Power has been in business since 2013, so relatively new, but they're making a big splash when it comes to Alberta's electricity, natural gas, and internet markets, right? In part, because they're an independently and locally owned business. Also, because their customer service and call centers are all based right here in Western Canada in Alberta, and also because they profit share. They make a corporate commitment to be good corporate citizens and give back to the charities in their neck of the woods. So if you had, if you didn't already have enough good reasons to take your business in natural gas, electricity, and internet, business or residential, to Park Power, how about this? They've just rolled out a new promo exclusively for you. When homes or businesses sign up with Park Power and enter the promo code 2021-REALTALK, that's 2021-REALTALK, you're going to receive $70 off your first bill. Yeah, parkpower.ca, 2021-REALTALK, 70 bucks off your first bill. Now, you know what's about to happen now. We're also very happy to be partnering up with Local Waste. Local Waste for 25 years has been in the waste management game. It's not just dump trucks. It's not just garbage trucks. There's a whole lot more they do, and they want your business, whether it's commercial or otherwise, business small or large. All you need to do is check out localwaste.ca and keep it local. Now, of course, Local Waste also sponsors every every week a little something we call Trash Talk. These are emails to talk at ryanjesperson.com. Now, this is your chance to get a few things off your chest. This is your chance to feel a little bit better because you've got an avenue to vent, just like Tracy did. Tracy says, hey, Ryan, if I see one more effing post about snitching or tattling on neighbors for Christmas, I'm going to go nuts. She says this is a virus. This is a pandemic and nobody's safe. She says, hey, listen, we had zero cases in our community from April to November, but a family gathering in a neighborhood town here in rural Alberta caused our cases to go from zero to seven. A birthday party. What a gift. She says as a result, our farmer's market canceled. 40 plus small businesses screwed. She says, I am supposed to not snitch or tattle so people can have these gatherings. She says, do people think that outbreaks are okay? Tracy says, I'm going to lose it. People are saying, I got to keep my mouth shut, but I'll tell you something. She says, I've followed the rules, but I'm losing thousands of dollars from my business because this farming community won't get on board. She says, honestly, it's modest, but that's half my income for the year. She says, but all they're doing is threatening me. Tell me to not tattle, says Tracy. And what about this run from Evan? Evan, not the real name, says, if you've had the privilege of remaining employed and working from home with small kids for the duration of the pandemic, you're probably exhausted. Evan says, I know I am. I sincerely appreciate the employers that have shown leadership in allowing more flexible work arrangements, especially with employees trying to balance challenges with childcare, online schooling, and full-time work schedules, but many are missing the opportunity to be transformational. Says, how about solutions for employers that would actually help us? 
manage our mental health, for an example. But guess what? No employer seems to be interested in doing any of it. So start listening to employees before you start drafting your list of helpful tips. Stop telling me to think outside the box and be nimble. After you, corporate drone. After you, says Evan. And here's mine. Not so much trash talk as a recycling of a sentiment. Huh? This Christmas, we know it would be wonderful to see your loved ones. We know grandma wants to see the new grandbaby. We know you're going to miss mama's pierogies. We also know that when people gather, just like Thanksgiving, cases spike and hospitals get slammed. So let me make this final plea. Even if you've got plans to gather with the boys on the outdoor rink today, even if you've got plans to gather with the girls around the fire and crush a couple bottles of wine, even if tomorrow means you're going to hit the road and go for that family gathering, don't. Pull the pin. Tell everybody you know how they're going to feel about it, but you just can't bring yourself to do it because you've heard doctors and nurses and respiratory therapists on Real Talk who are begging you to please make this a different and low-key Christmas. And on that note, Merry Christmas from all of us. This has been another edition of Trash Talk!